You are listening to Open Stance Audio, presented by Cliff Drysdale Tennis. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Open Stance Audio, the daily tennis podcast. Day four of the U.S. Open. Here to give you some of the highlights, the main stories, before we look ahead to what should be an action-packed day five. And if you have... If you're at all in tune with social media, or if you've been watching the broadcast for a while today on ESPN, I'm sure you would have seen the main story of today, which was the Nick Kyrgios saga, or the, the Mohamed Leilani saga, depending on how you want to you frame it. Um, but it will be a very interesting um, sort of day in the media, well it has been, it still will be the next couple days. Anything Nick Kyrgios does, says, acts executes um, is basically highly, highly criticized, or not criticized, um, it's just magnified and, and, um, and put out into the world, more, probably more than any other player right now. Um, I would say the media, probably realistically, the media actually likes Kyrgios, um, I, would, you know, I would say they do, but they do a pretty good job of um, kind of vilifying him as well. I think they do that because they like him. Um, they're trying to be objective in that way, but uh, this is just my opinion. Um, so what happened today, sorry to uh, go off on a tangent there, but Nick Kyrgios was playing Pierre Hughes Herbert um, and was down a set, was down 4-1, was kind of doing one of his kind of tanks, not really try, 130 mile an hour second serve double faults. Um, it was hot, you know, it was kind of one of those days for Nick where he just didn't want to try. And the chair umpire, Mohamed Leilani, came down and um, sort of was checking on him medically um, and maybe went a little bit too far. Um, said, you know, was basically trying to get Nick to um, try and respect the sport. Um, although he may have said some things that um, some would say were inappropriate. Like, um, you know, he told Nick he was great for the sport and that this is not you. Um, so some people are taking that as coaching. I personally am not, um, but it was probably a little bit out of line is what I'm saying. However, um, you know, the rules are kind of murky on this. Uh, you certainly, I, I, it's hard for me to really imagine that um, that was a coaching visit from, from Leilani, but it, it certainly was a, a wild scene nonetheless, something that you probably would never see on the tour that I've never really seen um, at that magnitude. Um, and Kyrgios, after that, came back and won the match in four sets, kind of out of nowhere. Now, I would like to, and I tweeted this today, I would like first like to say I think that the visit from Mohammed had nothing to do with Kyrgios' comeback. I think it had to do with Herbert kind of seeing an opportunity and, and playing, getting a little tight, well, very tight in a couple moments, and then Nick seeing that, taking advantage of, of one break, and... Um, you know, once he's back on serve, he wins a close tie break, and suddenly he thinks he can win. Um, so again, I, I think the the causation and the cause and effect of this scenario is being way overblown. Uh, although I do understand some of the frustration. Um, you know, obviously, chair umpire is supposed to be objective, not provide an advantage to either player. But again, to me, the whole thing was is becoming too much of a story than it really should be. Um, you know, Leilani should probably. Get yeah, and if you don't know Mohamed Leilani as an umpire, he's very for an umpire. He's very well known because he's loud. He's kind of charismatic. He um, 
is almost a showman of an umpire. I actually very much enjoy him. I think he's kind of entertaining and funny, um, but some people don't because they would prefer just a boring um, or maybe somebody who just does their job better in, in another person's opinion. But that was the main story of today. Curious wins um, and Curious can't seem to get out of trouble. Um, just he, <laughs> the kind of person that Curious is, is entirely complex. I don't think anyone really understands him, but he, you know, I, I am of the opinion that he really cares about tennis a lot, um, but he doesn't like anyone to know that because if because if people knew that, then there would be more pressure on Nick, and so Nick uses it as a way to kind of take pressure off by tanking at times or making it seem like um, he's just there for the fun of it. Um, and so I think he puts off this personality um, in a way. And so uh, one of the things he does is he gets into like Twitter fights <laughs> um, with other players, with other journalists. Um, really things that no other players do. Um, but again, I, I think he's doing this. Uh, I think it's an indication that he, he does care what everyone says about him. He does care um, about his tennis. He just likes to play it off as, as the cool guy. Um, and obviously he's still 23 years old. Uh, he's been out there for a long time. Not saying it's really an excuse. I don't think there is an excuse. I think it's just who, who Nick is. He doesn't want to let people in. And so he puts on um, kind of an outward facing sort of image uh, of, what, of what he is. Um, and if you missed any of that, I will, I will link below <laughs> to maybe one of the many stories of the last 20, that you will see in the last 24 hours about Nick um, at the US Open. Now that I've spent uh, a good five minutes talking about Nick Kyrgios, um, some other notable results. Uh, Federer won, uh, beat Benoit Pair in, in straight sets, but did not look very good. Um, you know, I, I think we've all seen a lot of Roger Federer matches, but... I never think he's that good in the day sessions anymore. I think um, with his current game and his current forehand in particular, the day session is not good because the ball flies on him a lot and he just loses control. He can't accelerate through the ball as easily. And obviously his game is predicated on um, a lot of wrist lag and, and acceleration through the ball. But he um, was struggling, was spraying a lot of balls, but Pear obviously has a, has a pretty big weakness on the forehand side, just isn't that mentally tough and could not get the job done. Um, two women's results that uh, with two young players that are, are, are relevant and I think going to be there for a long time. Naomi Osaka, sorry, um, absolutely destroyed Julia Glushko. Obviously, Glushko was dealing with a small injury, but Osaka won Indian Wells this year, and I think she can do some some definite damage in New York. She has the, the kind of personality in game where she gets hot, she's going to be tough to beat. Another player, when she gets hot, is very young. Uh, Sabalenka um, looked very good today. Um, this young player, I remember watching her in Fed Cup last year and I didn't quite think that her game was actually that impressive or it was there, but there were some hitches and there were some problems maybe, but really she's absolutely crushing the ball from the ground and those technical problems don't look like that big of a deal anymore. Um, and obviously she won in New Haven last week, uh, is playing really well. And when she's on, which she is, she's very dangerous. Now on to day five, we're getting into the third round, some notable matches. Uh, third round, we, third, if you can't find some good matches in the third round, I, I struggle. I, I'm going to struggle to sell tennis to you because it's, again, we're getting to the cream of the crop here, um, and you have multiple options as well, which to me is always nice. Uh, we'll start on the men's side today. Um, Denis Shapovalov versus Kevin Anderson. That'll be tomorrow. Um, would guess that one probably gets a grandstand. Um, maybe, maybe Armstrong because Anderson's a defending finalist, but probably, probably grandstand. Um, Dennis played a five-setter in the second round. Anderson played a five-setter in the first round. I think Anderson's the favorite um, just because of how well he's actually played consistently this year. But Dennis, um, if on, 
uh, will cause him a lot of problems. Um, he's just a great shot maker and a great player to watch. They have the men's match, Dominic Team and Taylor Fritz. Um, two young players, um, obviously team much more established, but Fritz came back and won a five-set match over um, Misha Zverev in the first round and then got a got through with the retirement up two sets to one on Kubler. And Fritz hits the ball well. I think he actually has the pace. He gets the ball through the court enough to where if team is leaving the ball a little bit high and short, Fritz can dictate some of these points, which will be very interesting. Unfortunately, I think team's fitness is just so good. That's what that's why you beat Steve Johnson in five sets. I think Fritz will have to win that one in three or four sets if he wants a chance. On the women's side, two absolutely great matches featuring three Americans. We'll start with Sloane Stevens versus Victoria Azarenka. I've talked about both of these players over the last few days, and I think it's going to be a really interesting matchup. You know, typically Azarenka likes to play offense, um, and Sloane likes to play defense, which kind of um, makes for an interesting matchup. But Sloane, from in their matchups in the past, Sloane actually ends up playing a lot of offense against Azarenka because her forehand becomes she likes the pace, and and Sloane, you know, she takes that pace and she really absorbs it and redirects it and actually can create more of her own, especially off the forehand side really well. So I think Sloane's the favorite, but Azarenka's probably playing her best tennis since her return. And obviously the feature match of Saturday, Saturday night will be Venus Williams versus her sister Serena Williams, the 30th edition of Venus versus Serena. Probably one of the most incredible stories in all of sports that two sisters could be that dominant. Um, I think Serena's the heavy favorite. I think she's been playing well in her first two matches. Venus looked good against, better against Georgie, but again, she's 38 years old and um, if she was to win that one, I think it'd be a big surprise. The only thing that could get her through is if Serena is very nervous, which sometimes she is against Venus. Um, but again, I think Serena's serving well, is playing, again, playing well, um, and should be the heavy favorite in that one. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Open Sense Audio. Um, we're going to get into Friday. Sorry, did I say Saturday before? Yeah, tomorrow's Friday. We have one more day before the weekend, um, and it's going to be a great weekend of tennis. So, hope you stay with me.